Welcome, everybody, to the Robert John and the Wreck podcast. We are a five-piece rock and roll band from Orange County, California, that travels the world eating local foods, drinking local drinks, and melting faces. I'm Steve, and we're joined now with... I can't see you guys, so... I'm Andrew. <coughs> I'm Robert. I'm Warren. I'm Henry. <laughs> oh, man. For everyone listening at home, we're yeah. not all together because of the quarantine. So we're all at our separate individual houses. And it makes it so we can't point to each other very easily yeah. and know who we're pointing to. Because if I point like this, they can't see who I'm actually pointing to. It looks like I'm pointing at all of them. But especially you. You know who you are. Over <laughs> no, there. I don't. I don't know <laughs> who I am at all. See, Henry knew I was talking to him. I don't know who I am. <laughs> But yeah, we're uh, we're doing. Uh, last week we did Google Hangouts, and uh, this week we're doing uh, Google Meet, which sounds <laughs> yeah, we did. I didn't even know really that was a funny. Thing. Yeah, maybe next week we'll do Zoom. We'll try them all out. And yeah, do, like, yeah. Fourth, fifth week we'll have reviews. it figured out. Google Instead vegetables. Of alcohol reviews. We'll do a streaming service <laughs> reviews. <laughs> that wouldn't be a bad idea, actually. We'd actually be providing a real service to the world instead of just playing music like idiots. Yeah, pretty much. That's hilarious. Well, how is it? What are we in? Like week two of quarantine? Yeah. Yeah. It was like week eight. The start of week three. Yeah, it's weird. starting to get weird. Yeah, you were saying uh, it was, uh, you had a good description of how it felt for yourself. Um,. (laughs) <laughs> what was I saying exactly? I was saying that like, well, like the first, okay, okay, I remember. Yeah, the first like week or so, it's kind of like, oh, this is new and this is fun, and you know, like, oh, I'm kind of a homebody. I like being at home, so it's like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, you know, Eric is working from home, and like, all everything's at the house, and then like, all of a sudden, after the second weekend goes by, you're like this is insanity. I want to go to like a restaurant or I want to go out to like the beach or like see like big crowds of people. Like, and not only that, like fucking to play music again, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. That is uh, one of the things I miss the most. I'm like, I could feel my body atrophying, not like carrying heavy cases and like, Mm -hmm. not like, like, I don't know what I am not doing these long drives. I feel like it's, uh, Almost therapeutic because I'm always coming from like the LA area. So I drive from LA to Orange County all the time to play shows and do rehearsals with Robert John. And that'll be at least like an hour or so of driving from where I live each direction. And I love that because then I can like do something when I'm on the way and then I don't have to work or anything like that. So I'll listen to a podcast or I'll, I don't know be practicing something or I'll listen to some new music. And now I like, don't feel like I have that time anymore. It's just all, (laughs) it's all on my computer now, all fixing stuff. And I'm like, where did that time go? Or I was just like sitting in traffic and didn't have to think about anything. I miss the traffic. Is that weird? (laughs) No, I don't think that's weird at all, man. That's, that's where I get a lot of my thinking done. That's where I come up with song ideas for the most part is just when you can kind of turn, turn the rest of the world off because you're actively, driving and getting somewhere it's been weird i I was telling robert yesterday that uh it's been weird for me because uh i'm used to being out of the house for like five to twelve hours a day and so i feel like i've almost been busier um since the the quarantine stuff started because um i don't have like an hour drive to go someplace or like be playing a show like now i'm like oh i've got 
eight more hours to my day. Let's, you know, jump into the next project or clear stuff off the back burner or jump into this stuff or, you know, research this thing or whatever, you know, it's been, it's been weird. And then I'm not as tired at the end of the night either. Cause I'm not actually like out and doing shit. I'm just like sitting at my dining room table working on my laptop. So I've been up until like between seven and 9 AM the last Jeez. like week and a half. Well, just working on stuff or like I'll lay down, take a nap, wake up and be like, well, might as well like throw on some headphones and do something, you know? Damn. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's not like, that's later than Steve's average, which is usually somewhere between four and five because he usually is yeah. done with his gig around two or three. Right. So yeah. just to, pro- just to clarify that Steve doesn't go to bed at seven in the morning all the time. Normally. Well, I, I was curious about that. Actually, everybody's sleeping schedules because now that we're at home 24-7, like, is, like, I've been going to bed early and getting up early because to me it's like, oh, there's no real need for me to, like, stay up late unless I have a bunch of stuff to still get done. Like, my sleep patterns, like, as long as I get eight hours, and I guess it doesn't matter when it when it is, but... Have have you guys have has anybody else's sleep patterns changed because of Oh yeah. Like, I've, I've been I've been going to bed super early. Like I feel like last week I was going to bed at like eight thirty or nine. And I think like Tuesday I stayed up the latest because I think I we were rehearsing until like eleven thirty or something. And it was crazy because I'd been going to bed at eight thirty or nine. So that was like the equivalent of me usually staying up till like two or three and just being like completely, you know useless almost but i've been going to bed super early and waking up earlier than normal like you know waking up at eight or something which is just super weird for me but that's just because i don't know what that's for but it's almost like camping hours changed at all i think i'm pretty much like going to bed like two or three in the morning and then waking up at like 10 or 11 yeah yeah, and, I, and and everyone's been different too because I, I had a long talk with Steve yesterday because I was dealing with some stuff, and you know I, I feel like everyone finds a different time in this whole quarantine to have the effects of it. And the first week I was good; I felt like I was being productive and like doing things and you know being a member of society still virtually. And then and Steve was saying how like the first week was the toughest for him, you know, and now he's figuring out you know, how to, how to do things. And it took me like that week in time for like this week, I was like, been like freaking out every day and not being able to function very well. Yeah. It's hard when you get into like routines and stuff like that. And then they just all break down, you know, it's like, well, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing Mm -hmm. that anymore. And then like, there's no commute. There's no, you know, it's like a a lot of weird little stuff that you don't even think about. There's no Mm -hmm. lunch break. It's like, what, where do your breaks go? Yeah. I'm finding so much in my day when I'm trying to work like just an hour goes by or something like I go to eat like a, a potato chip and then like an hour somehow went by and I'm like, how did that happen? <laughs> it's just like a crazy vortex, you know? Yeah. yeah or yeah. like, you know, I'll go to do one thing. And I, I feel like I'm way more scatterbrained. I feel like what really helps me is when I can go to a space that's like, oh, I'm specifically working for this job now. I can really just go, all I have to do is focus on this today and I can forget about everything else. Yeah. And when I'm at my house, it's like sort of the station to do everything. And I work for a lot of different people and Robert John. So 
I'm fielding all of those things at the same time now, and I can't focus on any single one of them anymore. It's super weird. It's like uh, it's hard to compartmentalize things and like sort of make your own schedule. But I feel like you gotta just do it, and you gotta just like stick to it, or else you'll go crazy. Because I don't, I don't think this is gonna end anytime soon. I think we're still at least like another thirty days. Like, yeah, something like that. At least another month. Yeah, and and things are still coming up too. Like I thought things were going to get better, and then I just read like in my city where I live, they just they just found like thirty seven cases, like just like two days ago or something like something weird like that. And it's like, oh, you think like things are you know getting better, and then all of a sudden the city you're living in is just like, oh yeah, we just found thirty seven cases over the weekend. No big deal. Yeah, yeah. You know, then 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 you get more kind of like. It's kind of like more real when you see the statistic for your city, you know, actually on paper, whether it's, you know, fabricated or not, but it's just a different mindset to be in. Yeah. And they're, they're also just getting the tests in now so that people can get tested. So that number is obviously going to inflate because before mm-hmm. it was just people, people weren't being tested for it. So you don't know. I, I'm, I have a really hard time believing that China has lowered their cases and just gone back to normal as much as they have. I have a really hard time believing that or because that means someone's lying to us. Either they're lying to us about how crazy this could be and how they're sort of curbing it or China's lying about their numbers. And I'm like, something seems up about that. Like, oh, you just quarantine yourself for a month and then like everything went back to normal. (laughs) It's like something's not quite right about this. I don't want to like dig too deep into that, but I'm like... Maybe It'll be a South Park episode. It's a, it's a fucking yeah, lizard exactly. people, man. Those goddamn uh, lizard people. <laughs> yeah, lizard people. Oh, God. That again. Uh, we had some... I, I guess let's just talk about it here because we got the news. We could tell people about the news like first here, but yeah. we finally had some dates cancel on us. Are we so, are we talking about that here? Yeah, yeah. I think I think podcasts can be like first responder news because it's like the the... The fan base of the fan base listens to the podcast, you know. Yeah. So okay. Uh, well, I mean, okay. You can go for it. No, I just, yeah. I just, I didn't want anyone to hear anything that could be watching that someone hasn't talked to yet, like you said on the email. Oh uh, well, let's let's just say we had to start canceling some dates. Yeah, that's fine. Um, that's fine. Yeah, I'm just We're, looking out for. Them. Yeah, yeah. If there's promoters or someone else listening yeah. that might not know yet that we haven't talked yeah, to yet. That's so. all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh if there is, uh we'll be talking about it soon with you. But yep. we yes. we finally had to start canceling some dates in our European tour. Uh we're feeling the repercussions of all this stuff again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we were thinking that we were gonna be far enough out that it wasn't gonna happen. But now our earliest dates are starting to go away and we don't know when the end date of when people are going to actually start like meeting again is going to look, but everyone we've been talking to basically says it doesn't look like anytime soon, which is yeah. so like it fucking sucks, uh, man. Yes, uh, it, it sucks. It's something we've been planning for like probably since last year, right? That's yeah. Oh yeah, at least started, a year. We started planning it when we were out there last last June. Yeah. Yep. And, and that's after- how. Also on Teenage Head Music to, to book that whole run, too. That's a shit ton of work for Manny and, you know, to have to be so close. Like, so yeah. close. It was like right there. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. And uh, 
So it's it's beginning, and so just keep an eye out for that kind of stuff, yeah. and we'll keep everyone posted as much as we can, you know. And I think we have some dates in September that hopefully will be solid, like knock on wood. Yeah. yeah. And already starting to try to reschedule all the any dates that we cancel for next year. So that's like a piece of news that we just got to get. Uh, it's like start talking about, yeah. but it's, it's a bummer. I, I love doing these tours. I love just playing for, you know, people anytime. It's just, and it's like, I love it in a selfish way. I love getting that reaction. And I feel like it does something to your self-esteem when you can't do that thing that you've been training, you know, for yeah. a long time for that you've gotten really Absolutely. good at yeah. and get that yeah, very much so. immediate feedback and internet feedback is cool. It's just different. You know what I mean? Like it's different than really someone being there and connecting with it. It's like, yeah. you know, you can see views on your Instagram or something like that. And you can see likes and you can see comments, but it's not the same as like seeing someone's eyes light up or like yeah. seeing someone yeah. sing along to a song that yeah. they don't know or seeing someone like dance their ass off or something like that. That's just like so much more of a reward than a like or like a follow or something like that. And obviously we, you know, appreciate the likes and the follows and things, but it's just a completely different uh, experience to put yourself out there online than it is to put yourself out there in person. Yeah, but, you know, at least we have that outlet online is to be able to put something out and get reactions yeah. from people because that's all we can literally get right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah which exactly. Is, which is, so it's also nice to have that as well and, and nice to know people are listening and contacting us and, and being a part of what we're doing because if we didn't have that, you know, if we lost both of those, both of those forms of, of contact with people, it would be, I mean, the live thing is w much worse than, you know, the social side. But if then if we lost both, then we're losing a hundred percent of our, yeah you know, reaction, which would, could be even more detrimental. So thanks everyone for liking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're trying to double down on the social stuff too, by the way, it's not that we're uh, against it. It's just uh, completely different. Um, have you guys done any big group hangouts yet? How big is big? Like, <laughs> like I've done one that was, uh, all the, the reggae band people met together, maybe like 10 cool. people or something like that. Yeah. I saw 10 members and of my family today in a parking in lot. In real life? In real life, in a parking lot. Oh. We, we were all six feet away from each other in, in uh, like, beach chairs. Hey, I saw that. Yeah. I have a, a question. Why the parking lot? Because parks are closed, <laughs> and um, some people don't want 10 people in their homes. Oh, and so we can all go get lunch, like, using, like, a, a, a parking lot as a food court, if you will. There you go. And it's just something that my family wanted to do, and so we did it. And we all sat kind of six feet apart and... Celebrated my sister's birthday in person and tried not crazy. to get too close to people. And um, it was it was weird, but it was it was nice to see them in person instead of just talking over the phone. Um, yeah. I really like that. I'm not going to say it wasn't weird. It was really weird, <laughs> but it was it was it was nice to see them. Six feet apart. <laughs> I like I like what you said uh, just a little bit ago about uh, parking lots having a food court because I've never really thought about that. Like when you are in like a Walmart parking lot and there's like a McDonald's <coughs> and a Jack in the Box and shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> food court. Man. I mean, that's basically what we did. We 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 got that's to awesome, this though. shopping yeah. center 
and we all got whatever we wanted to eat for lunch. And then yeah. we all met in the middle of the parking lot, like with our cars kind of in a circle and just set up beach chairs around our cars and just kind of were able to talk and converse um, in an open air environment opposed to going to someone's house and everyone's in the living room, you know, yeah. or in the kitchen. Um, Did you guys have a circle of death where everyone like started <laughs> revving their engines and like you guys started fighting each other in the middle? And then the guys on the outside to make sure you stay in have chains that can hit you with the chains if you get too far to the outside. They're like Mad Max shit. No, that was like wrestling shit back in the day. Oh uh, no, we didn't get that far, but that's because we, you know, stopped at a certain point. Is it, isn't it it's like an analog conversation versus a digital conversation? Like, yeah, we had an analog. Uh, party today versus like the digital like the, oh well we had a zoom yeah. party too super yeah. digital but you know everyone's different and some people you know don't want to get together like that and some people do and some people are just trying to find that social interaction that they're craving yes um so it's different for everyone but you nice. know my family's always been close and we all live close so we usually get together you know that much already so a parking lot it was because parks are closed uh, I saw this cool thing online that my friend uh, had did out here. He's like part of a car community, and apparently it was some little kid's birthday. But uh, you know, they're all quarantined. He couldn't have his friends over, so all these people in this car community drove their cars like by his house. They had this like parade of cars, so he can just <laughs> see them all and like drive by. And he was like cheering and stuff like that. It was super that's cool. Awesome. That's cool. I think people are like figuring out really creative ways to you know. Uh, do things now because when you you know there's almost nothing to do and you know you might as well make one person's day yeah it's all kind of crazy yeah all right and there's, there's a there's a there's a big track by my house that's still open for the people who know about it to go exercise and do whatever they do so i know that you know rich has been going over there a couple times to like meet up with a couple people and just run the track and exercise i have not done that yet because, <laughs> you know, I don't uh, run. I've not been exercising at all. I should. It could be something very good to do. I've been exercising my right to stay indoors. Hey, yo. <laughs> I'm thinking about, like, buying a weight set and stuff like that or finding something. But, I like, I tried to get something delivered. Um, I tried to get, like, a coffee mug delivered from Amazon. Because you know how, like, the grocery stuff is still going, right? So you can still yeah. get groceries yeah. here in a reasonable amount of time, like the same. If way you can you find them, yeah. But um, everything else on Amazon is on like a two-week back order, not back order, but like it, it's on long, longer shipping dates. So I ordered something <clears throat> maybe four days ago, and it's not going to get here until the middle of April. Yeah. Wow. And it's just like a coffee mug. It's not like anything crazy, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of, it's getting weird to, like, for specific stuff like that. Like, even something that we needed, right? We need a, um, our friend Parker recommended these mailers for the vinyl that we have to send out in May, because that's when we'll have our record. And I ordered them last week, and they're going to get here in, like, mid to almost late April. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Wow. It's crazy. It, like shipping for, for non-essential stuff has been pushed so far behind. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. It makes yeah, you appreciate I, I, everything that we had before it was all taken away. Yeah. I'm getting tired of my computer being a piece of shit. And so <laughs> I was going to update the RAM on it 
and I looked up how to do it and everything. And so I went on Amazon. I'm like, you know, toilet paper is going to last, you know, take forever, but at least I could probably get like two RAM cards to put in my computer, like within a decent amount of time. And it said it wasn't going to be delivered until April 27th. Oh, wow. Jesus. Yeah. I was like, what? Am I? That, doesn't, that doesn't mean no yeah, good right now. Yeah. It's I'm, like time to use eBay or something like that. I don't even know if you can like UPS stuff out like that it would get there in some kind of reasonable time. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I'll I, ask, a, I've, I'll I've ask the YouTube people the if they have an Apple computer for you somewhere. Yeah. <clears throat> I've, I I'm going to have to buy one. Too many this issues with the uh, not working with ordering stuff, though. Like it's been coming in maybe like one or two days late, but at least for me, it hasn't been weeks. But maybe that's a, maybe that's a new thing. I don't know. Oh well, yeah, yeah. We... It was a new thing they announced a couple days ago. Oh, yeah. What? Uh, sorry. Uh, the uh, Steve said he wasn't missing anything. Are you ordering food stuff, Steve? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm still doing perfect foods for like produce and groceries and coffee and all the food <clears> stuff <throat> is uh, uh, still the same. Yeah, yeah. So if it's anything in the food realm, it didn't, hasn't changed. Yeah, yeah. No, but I've I've ordered electronics and stuff too, and like it's still within like a week. For Amazon stuff, but maybe that's just oh, kind of interesting. Like, but Erica, got, Erica got a tie dye set, and it came in like I think a week. Maybe it was. It was there's, there's, there must be all those random things that maybe yeah. have a chance of getting to you in a week, and then all those random things that are like, no, nah, we're not going to send that to you for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It probably depends, depends where it's coming from too. Yeah, like, yeah. If yeah, it's on like sure. if it's at a state or something like that, not in a warehouse that's yeah. like close to us. Well, yeah. Bob Robbins said that uh, if, if I guess if you use an Amazon locker, you get it quicker. Oh, really? I don't know. Yeah, I've never Amazon used one. I've never used one of those. Have things. you guys ever used one? No, nope. um, I've seen them. I have not. I, they have them at Whole Foods, right? They have them at a seven. They have them weird places. Yeah. Like there's one at Circle K, like down in San Juan that I always see. But. Can you buy drugs on Amazon? Is that what's <laughs> <laughs> circle? You know, the I circle K, K in the back, the you know, the lockers yeah. with, uh, you know, uh, Javier in the back, <laughs> Circle K. <laughs> he only takes cash, oh, right? Amazon only takes cash. Yeah. Back to the uh, back to the group hangouts. Uh, Bruce Pinsky said that he did ten couples on for happy hour on a Zoom, which wow. is kind of cool. I've heard about oh, that happening awesome. a couple of times. Ten couples, yeah. that's twenty people. So I have yeah. a question. That's still Andrew, it sounds things. like you did the biggest hangout. Is it hard to to talk with that many people on a thing like this? I feel like you would like I've done it with six and it was hard to find <clears throat> your space with that. Like, you know what I mean? It's hard. I feel like it's harder in this because we're just people who interrupt people anyway. <laughs> but in those uh, circumstances, uh, you really have to just like let people talk and like, are you done? Are you done yet? Are you done? <laughs> and, you know, eventually they, they like, you know, let their thing wind down. And then you really do have to like listen more and be more attentive to like just letting people finish their stories because it's harder to have that instant ping pong back and forth that you're used to like on the phone or something like that yeah. so yeah that little delay like even though it's slight and it's amazing that we can even do this makes all the difference in the world as yeah. far as how fast people can talk to each other yeah but it's cool the cool thing too has been uh like everyone gives you like a weird e-tour of their house 
I'm like, I've never seen all these places. I'd never met my friend's fiance that he had just, you know, gotten engaged. I had never, you know, see, so there's a lot of things that I hadn't even seen those people in a long time. So just even getting to see those people, like I would have never done that normally because we all but it would out on the weekends. And so now they're all in. So I get to like, you know, call this dude for an hour and call this guy and see all those people I haven't seen in a long time Yeah, and see my friend's kid, you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. all those sorts of things. And, uh, I know it'd probably be better in person, but like, uh, digital is better than nothing, you know? So yeah, I thought that was yeah. absolutely. How about you, Henry? Anything changing in your life? Um, more Instagram videos. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like basically <laughs> just like, the other day, I, I think I literally, like, I've been doing this thing where I, I record stuff onto Logic so that I have a way of, like, uh, like I'll record a song from my phone onto Logic so that I have a m- way of manipulating it to slow it down to, like, pick stuff out more. And I think you guys are I re- cheaters. I recorded, like, <laughs> like, 30 songs or something on, on a thing of, like, just stuff to, like, transcribe or whatever. And yeah, I mean, and then I've been working on stuff for Steve and <clears throat> on our stuff and just like, again, I'm just like on my computer a lot, like practicing a bunch and learning new guitar solos and stuff like that. Oh. Um, hey, Henry, did you know that on YouTube you can slow down videos up to 7550? Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. helps with practicing Things that are fast, but you call us yeah. cheaters, Andrew. You guys yeah. are such cheaters. You don't let us slow it down. There, there's also a really stuff. cool. You gotta uh, use your ears. There's a really cool app on uh, the well, Apple, it's- Apple App Store. It's called Capo Three. That allows you to do the same thing, and it'll get like chords and stuff for like. I use You're it teaching people how to cheat. Yeah, I don't. I don't need to do that. I mean, I mean, when I when I when I slow stuff down, it's mostly because I need to get the muscle memory down though yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. i can't i can't physically play something at the speed quite yet so i need to like figure out where my hand needs to move slow and then like we were talking about teen town earlier it's like i figured out what all the notes were and then slowed it down because i was not technically capable of playing it so i went down to like 60 percent and then gradually <coughs> brought it up to 100 percent or whatever so i'm just yeah, I'm just learning all the solos that I wanted to learn and just always made excuses for not learning it and yeah, know, exactly. I don't really have excuses so because <laughs> I'm just home the whole day. So on, on that no, I'm, 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 I'm just going to BRB really quick. I have a issue I need to take care of. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I thought it was super fun. I, uh, I had to do some like video editing work for something and then yeah. I just went to my car at like midnight and just drove down the street. And that's where I learned that Steely Dan solo that I played. Nice. And I was like, Oh my God. Like I just missed playing music. Like I don't yeah. care like what, uh, you know, how I do yeah. it. Yeah. I just miss like, you know, the act of putting my hands on an instrument and yeah. like, you know, making music. And so it's such like a, I was like, Oh, I can just play as loud as I can and no one's going to yeah. yell at me. And I don't have yeah. neighbors and I don't have like, you know, roommates and all these sorts of things. And, uh, it was just so much, you know, Oh, awesome. Like and I can, when I start transcribing stuff, I could sit there all day and get it. I'm just one of those dudes who can like 
zone out and I'm like, where did four hours go? And I was like yeah. learning this. Solo. <laughs> I was doing that today. I, I was, I was working on a couple different solos today and I did that Clapton one. But even after, like after that, I was just, I have such a fun time doing it and just getting into the process of like, Oh dang, I was so close to nailing that. I need to like keep trying it again. And like, Oh dang it. I was so close. It's like, it reminds me of like, playing guitar here or whatever weirdly like a weird way it's like yeah it's almost like a video game it is but you you're just like, like make it the, for yourself right and then like, like it is so rewarding when you finally get yeah. it you're like shit i didn't yeah. know any of this thing before yeah. this and now yeah. i just played yeah. the whole thing like what the fuck happened yeah you know? and i could easily be like well i i did most of it right but i but I, every time i stop myself i'm like no i'm gonna just nail this thing like i'm gonna nail this note for note and just get it yeah you have to keep that Point nine percent accurate, you know. Yeah, you have to the keep your brain in check. Like, yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah, I can't yeah. stop now. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so close. Yeah. Well, and then especially that, like, it brings up like different like finger patterns and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like when you slow it down, you're like, oh, like I feel like my go-to finger patterns for transcribing something are always so like wacky and weird. I'm like, oh, I'm jumping all over the place, and then you find a pattern that fits under like your hand very easily. You're like. Oh shit! Obviously, that's what he's playing. Like, it's yeah. not. You know what I mean? You have the time to think. Oh, if I'm gonna play this sequence of notes, like, I need to play it quickly and I need to play it efficiently, as opposed to like jumping around. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, yeah. I feel like that's what I do naturally when I find stuff. I'm like, oh, it's this note and then this note, and then like yeah. my hand patterns are all over the fucking place. <laughs> that's the best part about needing to get it up to speed or something. If it's a fast thing, it's like you cannot have bad technique if you need to play yeah, Teen yeah, Town yeah. at whatever like 200 <laughs> BPM or whatever. yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you you have to find efficient ways to do things yeah. and like. Yeah, I, I did this the exact same thing where, you know, you have to ask yourself, how did they play this? Because there's a million mm -hmm. different ways to play, you know, licks or whatever. So you have to go, like, what position are they in? And sometimes, like, it's not even the same position, but it works. And it's like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> this is what works for me and my hands and my instrument. Yeah. yeah. But I love that stuff. I miss that stuff. I don't get to do that as much as I'd like. Yo, I get to do it all the time. <laughs> I know. It's cool. just life now. It's awesome. Yeah, pretty much. You know, one thing that I thought about when you were talking about just like missing like playing music and stuff, and it's like, yeah, obviously we miss playing music. We miss the people interaction. One thing for me, uh, especially like living in like an apartment or having close neighbors, I really miss plugging into an amp that like you kind of said it for a second, like, oh, you can get loud and nobody cares, but like really like getting loud and like not just getting loud but just like feeling especially for like bass like playing bass and like yeah, feeling yeah. stuff rumble you're like oh that's like yeah. very fulfilling <laughs> and then i like come yeah. here and i have these little amps or like headphones it's yeah. like oh like yeah. this is totally yeah. awesome but like you're missing man, that just feeling to be able to your balls in. feeling you know just that yeah thing. just like oh yes the world's shaking yes <laughs> i miss feeling the low end of of the amps behind me it's like shake the ground and yeah definitely, definitely i'm gonna really like to play drums again but you can't well i have <laughs> yeah. sort of a practice game but it is the most annoying instrument to play if you have neighbors yeah. and uh, everything yeah. else so I, i'll take guitar it's slightly less annoying what about the low tone uh remo heads and the low tone zildjian cymbals i i played those at nam and i was blown away how great they felt and how quiet they were I have a silent stroke head. I have it right next to me. I'll show you. 
Ooh. I, uh, is this your pick of the week? An old snare drum that I have <laughs> Yeah, there we go. With a silent stroke head on it. For you, those of you at home who can't see, a silent stroke head is made out of mesh, and it's really quiet. And this is what I've been rehearsing with. It's quieter than a practice pad. Oh, wow. But it still makes noise. It's not like, here, let me see if I can hit it. And I know, like, talking makes noise and stuff like that, but really, like, like, if I'm doing this for, like, an hour, yeah, I'd kill me if I was my neighbor, you know? Like, I'm, I'm not trying to, uh, like, quarantine is bad enough for everyone, and I don't want to make it worse. <laughs> I'd rather just go to my car and, like, smash some, you know, sticking patterns on my steering wheel or something like that. I really don't like that feeling of, like, you know... Someone yeah. is there that is bothered yeah. by this thing. Yeah. I yeah. can't. I. Yeah. I it may, it's just me. I know people are definitely not like that. It could just like, I don't care. Like they have to deal with me. I'm like, what are we <clears> gonna <throat> do? Have them call the cops. And I am like, I'm just like, let's rent a rehearsal space so I could be in a place yeah. where I feel safe to literally play as loud as I want, and no one's gonna care. Yeah. And are rehearsal that's spaces that. safe now? Like, do you know? What? No. <laughs> They're right. all non-essential. Yeah, yeah, but it's like it's it's a, a room that you don't have to necessarily be around anybody, but you can make noise. I mean, if you got it by yourself, I guess, but yeah, yeah. I don't think not for like hourly turnover, obviously. But yeah, it's like people still, you know, whatever. We don't know who is in that mm-hmm. room before us or something like that. They could yeah. just be rolling in Corona and licking all yeah. the licking all the <laughs> amplifiers. <laughs> Have you, seen the, have you seen the like, meme? Practically lives there. There's a meme. It's like if you practice in, and it'll say the name of some spot that, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, isn't the best. It's like if you've sang in one of the mics at one of these practice rooms, like, you're probably okay. <laughs> and there was one. There was a picture. Of the mic was just horrible. Oh yeah, just and absolutely terrible. Just I felt like they, they just sounded a, a good shot, but yeah, <laughs> those those practice rooms are bad. Especially the drum kits. Man, being a drummer, you go in there, you sit in there, and you're like, what is this shit? Okay, like, hold on. We're gonna hold on this, and we're gonna talk about our worst, uh, worst rehearsal space because I feel like this is a good topic for the end. Uh, <laughs> Could be. I need to get some drink. You guys still, I'm going to get some whiskey, and we will all present what we're drinking tonight. All right? Cool. All right. That sounds good. Do you guys, do Steve or Robert, do you guys have something that you can start with? Yeah. As far as drink, I'm going to, I need to grab something too. As far as worst rehearsal spaces? No, no, no. We're we're doing that at the end. We're going to talk about what we're drinking right now. Yeah, what are you guys drinking? I need to go get a refresher on this, but I I had a quarantini. I've really been loving those things, man. Just the emergency and uh, vodka over ice, which has been great. Um, but yeah, now I'm just on uh, just straight vodka. So well, why don't you guys go get a drink too, and I'll just talk about what I'm drinking. You gotta get that emergency in there. Well, yeah, there you go, Robert. But I'm, I'll, I'll be almost, back in two seconds. I'm, I'm almost out of vodka, man. I got this handle a couple days ago, and it's almost gone. So I'm gonna walk down Sad. to the uh, the liquor store, and buy some more. That has been nice, honestly, though, to to be able to walk to go get. I feel like everybody's freaking out over getting things from like big chains, like Ralph's or Safeway or Trader Joe's or whatever. But all of these little, like, privately owned 
um, convenience stores and liquor stores and stuff are, like have everything that you would need. Okay, I'm back. You mean where they're not regulating any sanitation? No, I mean, they they still sanitize. Like, you have to sanitize. <clears throat> I'm just saying. I don't know. I went, I, to, I went to Whole Foods today to get some water, and uh, every between every person that, you know, uh, what do you call it, checks out, they sanitize, like, the keypad where you put the card yeah, yeah. in and sanitize everything else like that. <clears throat> I just feel like some of those smaller places aren't doing that if oh, someone's well, afraid the, of... The smaller places, that kind the, of thing. the people behind the counter just do everything for you like you just hand them your card and then they'll they have gloves on and shit and they'll just yeah but like the dollar mart plus right next to the wayfair uh down the street from my house here in costa mesa like they've got eggs they've got milk they've got like toilet paper and paper towels and stuff and they have toilet bunch, paper bunch of canned foods yeah yeah and so does can the, you give uh, me some yeah and so does the uh the liquor store uh down that's uh more north or west down uh, federal, they've got uh, they they limit one one roll of of uh, paper towels and one pack of toilet paper per person per purchase, but uh, but yeah they still have it. So I'm like oh like this is we're we're good, and they have like you know a cup of noodles and canned shit. I got some fucking hominy. It was amazing. I haven't had hominy in a long time. What hominy? Yeah. What is that? It's like a, it's like melody, except when you have two notes next to each other. Is it, uh, is it when you is it when you do that in Boston? Yeah, harmony. is it when you make two notes harmony. together in Boston? Yeah, I like when you sing in harmony. harmony. No, it's like uh, <laughs> harmony. Harmony. Oh, I'm gonna make a video about that next time I get Boston harmony. harmony. I'm just gonna sing into the skillet while it's cooking and being like, "Look at me singing in harmony." And uh, but no, it was delicious. <clears throat> I think that's isn't that the stuff that they make corn nuts out of? Because it's like maize. Based. I don't know. It's like the corn. Yeah, I've heard of it. I just yeah, don't know. It's uh, puffed up corn. Yeah, yeah. It's a Mexican thing. It's what they make menudo out of. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Oh, and they've got a bunch of canned menudo too at the uh, at the Dollar Mart. That's all I want right now. Canned menudo. Well, tons we'll of always, tripe. We'll always have menudo. Well, sweet okay, sweet so, <clears throat> so Steve's drinking Quarantinis <clears throat> as we've <clears throat> gone over the past three podcasts. Right. And just like the past two podcasts, I am drinking another docent, because why would I switch? And tonight, I am drinking a gimme. Uh, uh, uh. Hey, yo. There it is. Gimme on the label. There it is. Gimme. It's just a solid IPA that docent cranks out all the time. 7.2, and it's delicious, and I'm running out. But I have another one. I am drinking Old Forester. Yeah, you are. Here's the label. Old Forester. Oh, I haven't like gotten into it that crazy. Oh, take it Um, easy, man. Old Forester is not good. (laughs) Or let me let me rephrase this. Wait, what? Because we've been doing taste tests of a bunch of bourbon. You know how we've drank about like twenty bourbons and they're all extremely smooth. And then have a really easy finish. This one has the biggest upfront burn I've ever had in a whiskey of like this price point. It is crazy. It has a crazy burn and not like a great flavor. And I was super bummed because my friend got me Old Forester Rye. And Old Forester Rye is amazing. 
I love it so much, and it kicks so much ass. And I went through the bottle in like two days, and then asked him, or and then I thought their normal bourbon would be better. It is terrible. I want to bring it onto the podcast because I want to see everyone's face when they try it and go, oh, oh my God. Like, because I have not had a bourbon that was that inconsistent or this bad. I I hope I got a bad batch or something, but I'm drinking it again. Is that that all you have to drink? uh, No, I have other stuff, but like, I I just thought we'd talk about it here because it's the biggest (laughs) bottle I have and I need to get rid of it. Oh, that was the other part, right? So I I doubled down on getting the handle instead of getting like a normal bottle because uh, I was like, well, I really like the rye, so I'm going to really like the bourbon. And now I'm stuck with this handle of whiskey that I don't like and I can't have any parties at my house to get rid of it. So it's just me and this bottle of Old Forester. Oh, but I did get a bunch of awesome stuff. I got a whole slew of bitters from this company called Fee Brothers, nice. 1864. And so this is orange bitters. And I got a nice. set of like five different kinds of bitters because nice. uh, me and my girlfriend love bitters. So we just put it in soda water half the time. And it's delicious. So it's exactly uh, what I'm doing. Yeah. I will. Topo Chico and aromatic bitters. Yeah. yeah. Some, I will bring all lemon. the different kinds of bitters. They are like so good. And maybe it's just the flavoring in the bitters, but like we got a bunch of different citrus and there's like even a mint one. It's super weird. Nice. But yeah, there's awesome. a ton of bitters out there. And I can always tell when they use the wrong bitters in my drink. <laughs> These aren't great for bitters. <laughs> yeah, I tried the, uh, after uh, your guys' uh, recommendation last week of, of the uh, bitters and and soda water. I didn't have any soda water, so I just did uh, just bitters and ice water, mm-hmm. and it was it was really good, man. Like that was I, yeah. was I was really surprised. I'd never done that before. So thank you. Refreshing. That. that was very nice. Great way of saying bitters shape. makes everything <laughs> better. We should come out with our own bitters. Where who makes bitters? Let's hit him up. Oh, Tommy. Tommy. He's not on the video chat. Tommy the uh, bitters maker. No, Tommy. Tommy the tech. Oh, I thought it was Research Randy. Techie Tommy. Well, Research Randy. Research Randy hasn't been on town for a while, I guess. Yeah. He got, yeah. He got what are you drinking, Warren? Well, you know, it's funny. You guys are drinking bitters, or talking about bitters. I'm drinking a sour, uh, a sour beer, that is. So it's kind of funny. It's the exact <laughs> opposite of what you guys are talking about. Uh, I'm drinking the Victory Sour Monkey Triple. And, um, good lord. It is raspberry, I think. Dang. It doesn't say immediately. It's good. Um, you know, like sours are those beers that you like. It's actually super sour. This one is super sour. Um, I like things that like have dark like raspberries or something to counteract yeah, yeah. it. Honestly, not one of my favorite sour beers, but this is one of the only last beers. I mean, this in the Pacifico, but I wanted to try something that wasn't just a Pacifico on the podcast. So the Victory Sour Monkey is good if you like sour beers. But again, um, it's pretty sour. And that's Victory at Sea? Is that the... Is it sour? I think it's just Victory. Sour? Victory no. at Sea is a beer by Ballast Point. Is it? No, oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, Victory is its own brewery. I don't know. Oh, where, okay, where is Victory? Is Victory at Sea? Um, let's see. Uh... Uh, uh, Pennsylvania, PA is Pennsylvania. Uh, right? yeah. Yes, yeah, 
Good job, Warren. Victory Brewing Company. Pa. Pa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's an island somewhere. The island of the coast of, of Rhode Island. <laughs> and the Isle of Tortuga. It's good. Oh, do you guys want to guess the alcohol percentage? I know you can't taste it, but it's sour. <laughs> Come on, breathe, breathe, breathe into yeah. the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, I can wow. smell it. Oh, wow. I okay. live pretty close to one. I think it's well. I'm going to guess 11.2. <laughs> 1.2? 11.2. Oh. 11.2. I don't know. I mean, that sounds pretty good for a sour. A sour? Do that sours usually have that higher like percentage? That. I feel like they have a, a lot of sours percentage. have a higher percentage. Really? But oh, yeah. that one might not be because it seems you very said raspberry and weird. You said it's a triple, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So then it's definitely uh, exactly up there. Not doing a very good job. Um, I'm gonna guess ten. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess eleven point eight. I'll go nine. It is nine point five. Ooh, there you go. Nice. I was surprised that it was that high, especially again I'm because it's that low. It's sour. Well. High-ish for a sour. I would think a sour would be like a four to six or something. All the sours I feel like I've ever had have been really heavy percentages. Really? Maybe the sourness throws off the fact that you don't even think about how heavy the beer is just because you're like, God, it's so sour. No, not heavy in a in a beer like stout way, heavy in like a percentage way, meaning like 11, 12, 13% sours. Huh. <clears throat> I like sour stuff, but, though, you know, I gotta say. I yeah. do enjoy a sour. I could never drink, like, a six-pack, though. Maybe, like, uh, over, over a night, you know, if you're, like, out and socializing, but we'll have to give that a try in a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope so. Fuck. Hey, you guys want to listen to some music? Yeah. 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 What, do we, All right. what do we got? Um... I want to talk today about um, something that just came out that sounds like it didn't just come out, um, but it just came out a week ago, and uh, I was very, very impressed by it. Um, it's from a band called Monophonics that is out of the Bay Area, I believe. Hell yeah. And uh, I've been following them since I was in high school, I think, and uh, I have one of their records on vinyl. Um, it's super cool. They just kind of absolutely nail the sort of 60s, 70s psychedelic soul kind of dap tone thing. Um, and another band that had a bunch of uh, spring touring scheduled that wound up having to cancel a lot of it, uh, if not all of it, I think. Um, but they just came out with this record. Uh, let me see here. It was last week, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wow. Or no, two weeks, two weeks ago, uh, on the 13th. Right before um, the quarantine. It's called uh, It's Only Us by the band Monophonics. And the song I want to show you guys today is called Suffocating. And, uh, is that how you're feeling right now? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But metaphorically, you know? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, of course. But yeah, they're really cool. <clears throat> and this record is absolutely awesome. And uh, I'm going to send a link to that. Um, and we should put a link on the description. Yeah. But yeah, you guys should listen to it, and anybody that's watching this should listen to this record because it is awesome. Hell it's yeah. really, really good. Um, 
might might be their best record they've put out. Um, I know it already made it on the Billboard charts too, which is pretty cool because they're not really a big band. Like they're like a indie label band. They've got like maybe like fifty thousand likes on Facebook. Um, they're kind of at that level, I guess. But they play you know small theaters and things like that. Um, but yeah, it, I saw a post about this album making it on the Billboard charts and um, a lot of good reviews. And I remember listening to their record uh, several weeks, several not what did I say several several years ago. Um, that was called. God damn it! Why can't I remember what it was called? In your brain. There's a record that they put out in 2012 called In Your Brain. That's also super duper awesome. It's got some covers on it. Um, anyways, without further ado, uh, this is Monophonics uh, suffocating off their new record, It's Only Us.
super cool nice that was, that was cool awesome. yeah it's like the a whole... 70s r&b tune or something yeah, yeah but, something but i would like... love to have on vinyl yeah, yeah. That was great. um yeah i think i'm gonna order that record actually now that you bring it up because i was i've been listening to it the last couple of days um since i found out it came out and i just it just keeps getting better every time i listen to it and uh it's just got so many cool uh little nods of influences in there and there's all these kind of cool psychedelic things and the whole record just front to back is just really really brilliant and it's just got a lot of cool shit in it and dope grooves and dope tones and yeah monophonics. it is a really very cool, much man. like the first tame impala record yeah like yeah. Not exactly, let's say, but it sounds like that thing, that mm -hmm. throwback. Not exactly. Yeah, this I know is what you mean. like R&B, I yeah. guess, but like high voice, old school sort of tape production, uh -huh. let's say. And Super psychedelic. Yep. Yeah, that was really Monophonics cool. has got the psychedelic thing. Yeah, down. that was great. Have, I really yeah. like that. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, I just sent the whole record over to you guys. Um Ooh. Great listen, definitely throwback, but with its own sort of kind of fresh energy to it. And for all you guys Super listening cool. out there uh, on the uh, podcast apps and Spotify, uh, we'll have links to in the description of the uh, podcast episode to Henry's History Lesson playlist and this album and the song and all that good stuff. So for your listening pleasure. For your listening pleasure. For your pleasure. I do declare. I do declare. All right. Now, I think it was a good idea before, but let's see if we can get through this topic, which is what's like the worst rehearsal space you've ever been to before? <laughs> Are we going to drop this? <laughs> Hell yeah. People, what, what are they going to come after you? <laughs> or just the worst experience you've ever had at a rehearsal space? I'll, I'll start I'll start because uh, I I know this place specifically I don't dislike the place uh, we know who runs it and uh, it's actually a really cool spot but it has one of the biggest problems ever and it's uh, Bedrock in LA it's probably one of the biggest rehearsal studios in LA yeah. but what happens there and what happens at any gig in Silver Lake so like Bedrock is in Echo Park, right, technically? And in Echo Park in Silver Lake, there's, like, 
either a lot of pirate radio stations or a lot of radio signals that goes uh, through that area. Yeah. So um, what happens is it makes guitar pedals and guitar pickups yeah. act like radio <laughs> receivers. Yes. So it doesn't matter what room you're in. I've been in a hundred rooms in that yeah. place for different things. Um, it even, okay, and I'll, I'll explain this in one more thing after this. But so it makes it when a guitar player will click on a pedal and you'll just get this like crazy Mexican radio through your yeah. entire rig. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, like nice clean guitar tone. You kick it on and now it's just this crazy Mexican yeah. radio that you can't get out of your signal. So you have to course. rehearse with this crazy yeah. Mexican radio in it. And there's nothing, to be honest, uh, barring uh, building the whole building out of a farad cage and like, you know, uh, coating the whole thing in metal and making yeah, some yeah. kind of like crazy reflective you can't really do anything about it, right? It's not their fault. It's just in a bad location. But, uh, yeah. And so I also played a gig in Silver Lake, which has the same problem at this venue called the Silver Lake Lounge. It's also why you should never play at the Silver Lake Lounge. But someone had a Moog analog synth, which is made with all real components. It's not digital, right? So yeah. it's an analog. And it does the exact same thing that the guitar pedal did. So for the whole set... This poor girl's uh, analog synth was just like, you know, spouting Mexican radio to the yeah. speakers at a show. And it was like, guess we can't use that thing or guess you can't do that. So I think that was like one of the worst. That's just like one of the worst well-known, but you can't do anything about it. Uh, rehearsal studio problems. Okay, so does this have to be uh, <laughs> rehearsal studios like... like actual like business no it could be studios? people it could be just bad situations at a rehearsal studio it could be people like selling drugs in the back it could be like <laughs> anything oh my god it could be like the pa was like the worst garbage you ever dealt with in your life i i remember I, uh back in 2011 when we started this band i'm gonna leave names out of this not that they're listening anyway but um I was playing in this other band and uh, writing for that. And we did a couple tours and stuff. But uh, we used to rehearse up in Silmar, um, which is like way north, just like below like Santa Clarita, but like north of LA. And I was living in Long Beach at the time. So it was like fucking two hours every, at least every time to get there. And uh, this, we rehearsed in this, the lead singer's garage. And it was just like this the smelliest, sweatiest uh, room to pack seven dudes into. <laughs> and it was just, oh my God, like some summer rehearsals out there and writing sessions and shit. Like I just wanted to rip my own throat out. Like it's fucking terrible. What did it smell like or what was so bad about it? I, I feel like <laughs> you got seven dudes into the <sighs> room farting. And uh, you know how I do with heat, which I, I don't deal well with heat at all. And this was back when my hair was fucking giant. Um, it was a little bit bigger than Henry's is now. And, uh, and it, was just, it was just so hot, and it just smelled like ass and feet and, like, old gym bag. And so it's then, just the smell. It's really the smell, the heat and the smell. Yeah, it was the heat, the smell, and then, like, everybody was just, like, cranked to the max, man. And so it was just, like, your ears were bleeding, your back uh, was sweating into your butt, your, your nose was just offended. 
the entire time. Like, uh, it was, yeah. It's just a very aggressive situation. <laughs> yeah. It, it gave me patience for the, like, our weekly rehearsals and stuff, like, gave me enough, enough patience for the rest of the week to be like, well, nothing's going to be as bad as that, <laughs> like, for the next couple of days. So, but. Anyway. Sounds pretty bad. Aggressive smells. Pretty bad. <laughs> the smells. But what Aggressive if it wasn't smells. just smells? Who's that? Well, I'll go next. Um, this place isn't there anymore, and I guess it's kind of a love-hate relationship. I wouldn't say hate. I loved Sound Matrix, but man, I would go there and I'd have to play their their kits that they provided with the rooms yes oh my gosh and they were so so bad and not only <laughs> so that bad, like, like okay well i mean just every way like the way that like everything uh, first off everything is completely over tightened completely yeah, over tightened i was just you gonna never say that anything. Anything. i was like why why do, does every drummer in a practice room think like higher pitch is better i don't know and like you, you'd get the toms that like face right at you, and yeah. it'd be like, yeah. why would they position it like this? But then you realize that it's so over tightened that it can't sit anywhere except for on the kick drum. So you kind of have to like hit it like at an upward forward angle, <laughs> and just like, and not only that, I feel like people would. I almost thought it was a joke. Like you'd walk in and be like, there's no way somebody played on that in this, like the last, like, like people must've played on it. And they're like, I'm going to fuck with the next guy. And I'm going to put the snare super low and bring the toms really high. And like put one crash high. And then like the ride cymbals on your knee. And it's just like the worst situation for drums ever. And, and like this chairs would suck. They'd always fall down. And I'm like a tall guy. So like you're playing with like your knees or like, they're like almost by your face and you're like trying to play <laughs> and just like, yeah, just, just bad, bad times. But at the same time, it was a place that you could go and you could get loud. And uh, that was cool. And sound matrix, I feel like was a staple because it was super close and yeah. uh, love them. But um, I got, Oh, one other thing every now and then most of the kit would be shit, but you'd hit one thing. You'd be like, Oh, dude, that like that that sounds good. Like maybe the floor tom might sound good, or like the kick might sound good, but the rest of the kit would or like the snare, but the rest of the kit would sound like shit. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Well, every time I hit the floor tom, at least it's kind of like feels good or something like that. But uh, have you ever got the infamous ugh. blood on the snare drum head? Oh yeah. Well, and sometimes because of the way that those kits are so shitty. Oh yeah. I, you, you can't help. Blisters. You can't help like, from you'd doing have it. You to get blisters, like, <laughs> and you'd be like, "Oh, like you'd see a bloody snare, you'd be like, that's weird," and then you'd walk away, and your fucking hands are like shaking because, <laughs> like, it's just you have to position your hands so weird to play. Anyway, that's that's one of my worst stories. Not too bad. About you, Henry. Um. I, the only thing I can think of is that I, I only rehearse I, in lavish places. <laughs> right. Um, no, I, when I was first like playing with, with friends and stuff, I think I had just gotten out of high school and, uh, I was, I was in this band and, um, there was this place that was like a lockout, but I don't, it was like one of those places where it's sort of like like a really long hallway and it's all these doors sort of next to each other. One of those things, not necessarily an actual rehearsal studio. I think other people used the other lockout spaces for things that weren't music rehearsal. 
but they rented the space and it was like i just remember it acoustically just being like the most awful room ever there was like no treatment on it and all the walls had like super hard like um drywall on them and the dimensions of the room were really strange it was like a really high ceiling all drywall everywhere and like a really narrow long room with like this weird cheap like dark blue carpet on the floor and i just remember the acoustics just being so horrible and like how how are normal rooms usually set up like what's a good rehearsal space look like like at least like cube like somewhat cubicle you know and then like the place we usually jam at there's there's some degree of acoustic treatment on the walls you know and and like it's not just like straight drywall maybe there's like some wood or something uh, they'll put like a lot of times like people put carpet office. on the walls and stuff yeah. like that to absorb yeah. sounds something. and stuff bouncing around in the room. Yeah, but in this place it was just like and and the 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 layout of the room was not doing it any favors. Like it was just like everything would just have the most unpleasant acoustic frequency, and so everybody was like, "Well, I can't hear anything, so I need to turn up." And so everybody's playing really loud, and it's just like <laughs> yeah, it just gets worse. Just gets worse, and there's just there's just no forgiving frequency in the room whatsoever i just i just remember that and uh yeah we didn't have that space for very long (laughs) 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 it was maybe a couple month process it was like but it was like first starting i was like oh yeah we have the lockout space this is sick and i was like always like yeah this lockout space like doesn't sound very good (laughs) and like everybody's so busy it's like we it it's not really cost effective because it's like we could easily just book at an actual rehearsal space and it would probably be costing us just as much to yeah. do that. Cause it would be like, you know, the, the typical thing where all the kids are like, Oh yeah, we're We can rehearse whenever we want all the time. And nobody can actually rehearse all the time because they have jobs or whatever. So it's like, you only wind up getting together once or maybe twice a week. And it's like, it, it was just kind of this like self-defeating thing in this room that just sounded really horrible. That's it. <laughs> was this place in Fullerton? It might have been, yeah. <laughs> it's possible. Mm, sounds. I don't. Well, know. That, that, that might that might go into mine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I would really like to preface this with. Uh, I'm talking about a rehearsal spot in Fullerton, and it it molded my whole rehearsing with all the garage bands that I grew up playing in. Um. <clears throat> For years and years and years and years, and even into Robert John and the Wreck, we used to rehearse there. It's a place called uh, Electric Jungle in Fullerton, and uh, I'm prefacing it with the fact that like it it provided a place to rehearse and to write music and to uh, become better musicians throughout my life, starting in like 2007 to whenever we left that place, because that's the that's one of the last places that me, Andrew, and Steve were rehearsing in. Um, 20... And uh, it, it wasn't when we were actually rehearsing is what I'm going to talk about. I'm talking about beforehand, <laughs> like in 2007 and 2008, when we were there as a young garage band. Um, the I All I remember is that... And it was kind of the same thing. There's You have a bunch of different units lined up, and each unit has, you know, three or four rooms in its own... in its own thing and uh it's it's you know it's it's run down but you know vonsky keeps it up and i remember when we first got there the uh the bathrooms were a whole different world 
It was like walking into the worst dive bar you've ever been in in your life when you have to use the restroom. And you're there for hours at a time, so you're going to have to use the restroom, especially when someone snags a beer for you, uh, because at the time we weren't 21. And uh, I just remember walking in there and the bathroom being the worst bathroom. Like There was weird things on the ceiling, like something's leaking. And the the toilet was just brown, but not from like shit, but from like rust and huh. dirt and like the faucet not working and then the toilet paper not even being in there. And uh, he, he they it got a lot better as time went through. Um, like when I when Steve and Andrew, you have to remember this place, right? Oh, yeah. Bonsky's. Uh, it, it was a lot better when we were there, but there were still certain times that didn't work out that well. Um but that was that was probably the best, but also worst place we've ever rehearsed because it was the best because it was affordable for who we were at the time as musicians, um, and like like Henry said, we had it twenty four seven. You know, it wasn't we could go in there any time of day, any time of night. Um, but when we first started rehearsing there, it was it was a little ragged. Oh well, uh, we we didn't. I really... remember. Go sorry, ahead. Steve. Go ahead. I remember just having rehearsals there. And then there was like a band playing what sounded like the loudest clown music that I'd ever heard before. Yeah. There is this weird like three, four, two, and like for hours. It was so bad and it was so loud. Like you were like, how can bands that are so bad rehearse so loud? It's almost like a if there was a graph that like how bad the band is versus how loud they like the crazy hot scale. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I and I remember that too because we would get in there and we would start rehearsing. Then that band would start rehearsing, and they rehearse even longer than we're rehearsing. And was, what they're doing is like just sounds song awful the entire fucking time. And we, I don't actually know who that band is, so I can't <laughs> say anything I, bad about it. Yeah, I, I, I don't either. <laughs> but I do remember but. the the bathrooms. The bathrooms. A, they never had toilet paper. I think that like I just remember. Unless you like, if you had to take a shit, you went down to like Hopscotch and got some food, or something. Yeah. Or we'd go to House of Eden or something. But like for the most part, we just peed in the parking lot by our by our cars. <laughs> that was that's that happened a lot. Isn't that where the wasn't that where the uh, uh, peeing between the legs started from? No, peeing between the legs started in South Dakota. Oh, that started in South Dakota. Okay. We'll fill you you're guys just in letting out so many another. stories. You're like, <laughs> I was just, I was just, I was just murdered. Is that when that happened? You're just like baiting everyone for like. I was just stating the fact of when it started. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, I used to live out of that place though, for a little. bit. Yeah, you did. The uh, the the same band that uh, was my worst rehearsal place uh, story uh, was supposed to go out on tour. And then uh, uh, the entire band quit the tour to try to get the uh, the lead singer into uh, rehab and stuff. So I was out of, and I had just gotten uh, my appendix out, so I, I couldn't work. Um, so, and I had moved out of my apartment in Long Beach before that tour that summer. So I just ended up like being out of work and living in my car, uh, and stayed the Electric Jungle, and then. Uh, well, and then you moved into my parents' house. Everything worked out. I know. It was great. But that, that, those were some formative years for sure, man. That was fun. Formative. We used to share that lockout space with uh, with Jeremiah Red. Yep. Our, our brother band, and that's how we 
when a lot of the stories and experiences. There's a lot of stories in that walkout space that we can't tell on this podcast. Yep. Yep, (laughs) sure is. the same thing where I'm reading stories that we can't tell, but like, there's a lot, a lot of stuff that is uh, hilarious. People used to get locked in there. People, like, (laughs) we had a lot of rehearsals. We had a lot of, like, there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, people... Uh, people getting together in that rehearsal space. There's a couch in the rehearsal space. So yeah, it was my couch. all the all those twenty something rehearsal space stories. You know, no, not me. Never me. I was. I always looked too far away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I like the idea of the the like the the worst rehearsal space or like. We should snowball on like the worst. Maybe I think we talked about worst gigs. Maybe like worst practice or worst like. Uh, I don't know. Worst, yeah, worst gig. I don't know. Just worst, best, and worst of everything. <laughs> the time. Worst, worst, inst- when's worst instrument you've ever had to play on? I guess it's kind of falls into practice space. Worst but. instrument? Uh, there is a gig that this doesn't fall into the worst gig category. This is sort of an interesting like thing. So um, I played bass for Steve's band back in the day for one gig. Yeah. It's no ho, bro. Um, I learned all the songs and I had never played bass in a band before and I was super nervous and stuff like that. And I, I had a bass, like I'd already done production stuff, so I owned a bass and I knew how to play bass, but I'd never actually like played bass on stage with the band. And we like I did a rehearsal with Steve and I don't think like we were able to get the whole band in a room together, so yeah. it wasn't like the same thing. No, and I learned the shit out of his songs. Like yeah. he had like a full set and I, I was like really stoked to like actually play a stringed instrument on stage. And these are those moments of fate where you think back to it and you go like, well, you know, maybe this was meant to be (laughs) because we started playing and I got halfway through the first song and the amp went out like completely out and I couldn't get it to turn back on. And I did all the things. I checked my inputs. I like turned it on and off and it was just dead. And that was like song like 0.5. So I ended up playing the rest of the set just air guitaring that I was playing with Steve. He was just like, go with it, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> there's nothing else you can do. I was it's like, so all right. So I basically like air played it. And I think after that, like there was never any shows for that band anymore. It's the universe telling me like, yeah, you should probably just stick to drums. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Yeah, that was, that was interesting, man. That the, uh, because uh, Robert opened up solo for my first uh, first gig with, with Four Stops to Freedom. And that was before I, I started playing with Robert. Where was that? Was that at Gallagher's? Yeah, that was at Gallagher's in Long Beach. Oh, God. And shit. Yeah, it was, it was you and Polly Pesh and Four Stops to Freedom. And I wore a stupid fucking, like, bowler cap or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> Are you in a Clockwork Orange? It was like a Jason Raz hat, but not quite fedora, but like one of those, you know, little like woven ones that, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It was weird. I, it was, a, yeah. We'll, we'll go into how I used to dress. <laughs> that's its own podcast. Yeah. That's I have photos. Yeah. I found more pictures. I tell you, like, uh, uh, I went through my email address because I had to delete some stuff and found all these old photos from like the very first tours. 
from my I have a ton of them. Phone. Fucking terrible. Yeah. It's awesome. I love it. It's like red shoes and then shorts that are like a different color and then like I don't know. It might be like one of those football three quarter shirts where like your midriff is showing or something like that. I never had any of those shirts, man. I might have put on like something small. Like Alright, um, are we ready to call it here? Yeah, let's do it. So what do we have coming up? That's <laughs> <laughs> my But what did, did we have we even talked about the fact that A we you just released like our new that. single, Oh Miss Carolina. Yeah. Uh, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube's. Oh, Miss Carolina. It's out for your viewing and listening pleasure. You can listen pleasure. to it. And we also have pre-order packages available on robertjohntherec.com if you're listening to this right now. Uh, we have some awesome vinyl packages. We have CD packages. Everything you ever want. In a package. Online. We're working on more of it. I'm, I'm, yeah. This is what I'm going to do after this is play with, like, what else can we make it? Like, what looks cool? So I want new pajama pants, bro. I'm, I'm really... Oh, that's what we were talking about. Like, sweatpants or pajama pants or something? Be, oh, that'd be, we that'd may be or may not have pajama pants available be by next week. Yeah. I for, your, for your quarantine needs. No <laughs> What about big way. lighters? I thought big lighters were always an easy one. It's like... Uh, Right. I mean, are, like, are right? we, how are we going to get them to people? Oh <laughs> uh, well, future stuff. Future stuff. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We could possibly do big. Lighters. You and your you and your new mustache are talking future shit. Well, it's not even a mustache, really. Hey, if oh, everyone's shit. listening right now to this podcast, which I hope you are, because that'd be why you're listening to this. Warren just cut himself a new mustache. Yeah, man. <laughs> and it looks pretty damn good. Yeah, like, but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. You'd be like a rookie cop. Right now, <laughs> rookie cop. Yeah, I could. Like, Don't play by your own rules, though. Not, 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 not a not a not a veteran cop. A rookie no, cop. No, no, yeah, just tell no, me who to shoot. That's, that's a rookie cop stash. Oh come I'm on, more. Cool. I'm just kidding. I like it. I, I respect all law enforcement and anybody who who serves the community. Absolutely. That was just a joke. But but that is a very nice rookie cop stash. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. Well, everybody. All right, so uh, we have that. We're yeah. talking about doing a photo contest next week too, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we just we just we having a, on? Yeah, uh, get wrecked twenty twenty. Yeah. So, if you have any old photos of us, we're gonna give away two pre order packages and two. hashtag two them. Hashtag twenty twenty or what did I say? Hashtag get wrecked twenty twenty. Hashtag get wrecked twenty twenty. Because if we can't play shows, then we should at least look at old pictures of shows that are cool that we. And we should give free stuff away. Yeah, Yeah. free stuff's always cool. People like free stuff. I like free stuff. No, so we're gonna do that next week. We're going to. What else do we talk about? We talked about something else. I can't remember. Just a lot of shit. Just pay attention to what oh, the Yeah, about. yeah. We have a lot of social media stuff. I'm talking to the guy who did our album artwork. We're gonna do like a video about him. That's he cool. He sent me a bunch of files, like raw files, and I'm gonna go like into some of his other national park stuff and show everyone like uh other artwork that he's done. So that should be pretty cool. Killer. Uh, um. So yeah. That's what we got going on. Yep. 
Well, continue to be safe, everybody, and uh, keep washing. Your Stay hands. safe. Uh, we do have uh, we do have the new Omis Carolina single that's out. We got the pre-order packages online. Uh, we have another release on on Bandcamp of a live uh, recording of Rescue Train um, that uh, hasn't been on an official Robert John and the Wreck album yet. Uh, but uh, but that is available up on our Bandcamp and uh, yeah, keep uh, keep hitting us up, keep commenting, keep uh, keep doing the thing. Keep us alive and uh, keep getting wrecked. And we'll see you next week for shout. We're good. Bye, everyone. Bye. See ya. Thank you, guys. Hey, everybody. Bye. Thank you. Peace. Peace.